Hey guys, welcome back to Kingdom Heirs podcast. Uh, my name is James Madalone. I'm here with my wife, Megan, my daughter, Giovanna. Hi. And my lovely daughter, Valentina. Hello. Uh, this is the Madalone family. Um, not everybody's here today, but uh, again, we're, we're coming back from our first episode. So if you have not seen our first episode, I encourage you to jump back in, watch the first episode, give you more context as to what Kingdom Heirs is about. And uh, today we're going to talk more about what it means to be a entrepreneur, kingdom-minded entrepreneur. And that's something that our family has walked now for going on 20, 20 plus years. And... Um, you know, we were just talking about in, in the first episode, we were talking about how we started giving context to our family. Yep. Uh, we're a family of five. Uh, we're a sorry. family of seven. Yes. This is why Megan's here. That's really good. <laughs> five kids. We have seven five children. <laughs> we have five children, ages from 20, twins that are 20, and our youngest is four years old. Um, yep. We have four daughters, and we have one son. And the son is our last one. And I like to tell people that uh, for the men out there that are hoping for a son, I'm not a quitter. I don't quit. But he's also a very happy girl dad. But I love my daughters. <laughs> don't misunderstand. I love my daughters, but I love my son. I'm just happy that uh, no Megan favorites. was willing. I was happy that Megan was willing uh, to go at uh, go for number five with with. Uh, for me. So thank you so much. And it could have been, <laughs> Megan said it could have been a girl. And were you okay with it? And I was, because to Gia's point, I love my daughters. We did have betting envelope though. We did bet. You're right. We did bet because we are a waging family. And what? how did that bet go, G? Do you remember? Um, you and Michaela won. Yeah. They, we had a, we put money in an envelope. Um, Dad put the most money in the envelope for betting for boy. Mikhail bet also to be have a boy that it was a boy, so that if she won, she got more money. Oh yeah, because we shared the pot. <laughs> this is an entrepreneur mindset, right? Entrepreneur here, mindset. Yeah, join with Dad. He's a winner. Join with Dad. You might you win. Put, you put the most. Money I put the most amount of money yeah. in. So. so she's like, whoever put the most money in, girl or boy, she's gonna go with that person. Yeah, Russ was probably like five. I think all that money's girl. still sitting in Rocco's baby book. Yes. I nobody, should probably go. Uh, nobody. Well, you didn't take your your half, so that's the equivalent of burying it in the. Isn't yeah. that the equivalent of taking cash and burying it in the ground? We'll leave it there. We should probably invest the, that sucker. He's the fifth son, so we haven't filled yeah, out. He's his, the fifth child. I don't have. Child. I don't have five sons. Yeah, he's the fifth child, so his baby book isn't filled out all the way. So hopefully that cash will help. <laughs> Well, we, you know, we have for all you guys that have a bunch of babies uh, and you have baby books and you try to capture those moments. Uh, Meg and I helped with the twins uh, and Val a little bit. And then Meg just kind of helped figure out all the other information. Um, I just wasn't that involved with that baby book process. But everybody has a baby book, which is really good. And I think I even got your baby book from your parents' house off the shelf. I think I I, I didn't steal it. No, you you, it. You I didn't steal it. it. I, I borrowed it for 20 years. My mom may think differently. Your mom was upset. I know that. she was like, do not take that out of the house. And you're I, like. I said, but it belongs to you. It's your baby book. She said, those are her memories. Yeah, it's true. So uh, with that little uh, um, side note, <laughs> that side note uh, kingdom heirs. So. 
Megan and I, we own uh, several companies. So we own and operate several companies here in Corpus Christi, Texas. We are originally from upstate New York. We've lived here for about 13 years. Uh, we have three New York babies and two Texas-born babies. I do like to say that. Yeah, these are the New Yorkers. Uh, and the Texas baby like pickles. And those Texas that's babies love pickles. Yeah, that's how you know they're from Texas. Uh, yeah, for whatever that is. They, they love pickles. But um, we've been entrepreneurs for over 20 years since I was, I guess, you know, well, since I was like 16, 15, really had my first entrepreneurial um, yeah, business. I made potholders when I was like eight. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I made that, pot. My parents got me a hook. Door. My parents, what did they get me? A hook, a hook and loom, a latch, loom. Latch hook. Latch hook something. That, yeah. that was the best thing they could have given me. Uh, they gave me this, 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 this $5 deal to make potholders, right? And I was like, money, money, money. This is going to be great. My parents, they never gave us money. They never gave money. They said, oh, you want some money. I know you've all heard this, but legit, we experienced it. Go mow a lawn for a neighbor. Go rake the leaves. Go shovel the snow. You'll get money. And legitimately, we did that. Yeah. Us three boys, me, my, my two older brothers, and there's seven of eight, eight brothers, but two of the closest ones in age. We'd go door to door. And they literally would send me. The young, the young, the young in, go to the door, tell them 20 bucks for the driveway. Go to the door, tell them we'll do it for 15. Go to the door, tell them it's 10. I'm like, okay. I think they were leveraging the fact that I was this cute young kid bundled up to the hilt with like all the snow gear saying, look, I'm here to, can I do it for five? Because they would like talk, they would talk you down. They were older Italian neighborhood people. They were like, oh no, no, we can't. No, we don't have the money. I'm like, come on. And they sometimes get you to do it for free. That was weird. Somehow they, man, they hooked, they hooked us. Some of these people get us to do it for free, which is, it was all right. But we made money either way. But those potholders, I went door to door asking the neighbors, five bucks a potholder, mm -hmm. and people bought them. And then I said, requests, what colors would you like? And I got, and I got, oh, we want red, white, and green. We want red, white, and blue. Done. I'd take the money from the potholders, go to, I'd go to Kmart, buy more, and I'd come back. I'm like, bang, bang, bang. Man, these kids are like, you're pumping these things out. My brother Guy bought like two or three for his office 20 years later. I bet they're still there in his, in his drawer, right? Supporting local, small-minded, small little things. Support them while they're young. It'll grow into a mountaintop. I promise that. So that was so very early ages of entrepreneurism. I I was raised in in a in a devout Catholic home. Uh, Meg, you were raised in a Protestant Protestant home. Uh, I didn't really know what that meant at all when I met you at the time. Um, very devout Catholic. I had my gold chain. I had my very nice crucifix uh, when you met me, and I had the devil's horn. I mean, the what was it? Oh, the I Italian see. horn. I had the Italian horn the next prosperity to it. Horn. <laughs> uh, prosperity horn. I think is what they they refer that to. Um, our last name is Italian. My father uh, and my grandfather, um, uh, Italian descent. And so, um, but if I told people I was just Italian, uh, my mother would smack us. She says, what, what, what am I, chopped liver? What, what do you mean? Just a, what, about, what about me, she'd say. And my mother, uh, an Irish-German, uh, great combination, loved to have fun, but they were firm. And, uh, and I love that about my mom. And so my father's 50% uh, Italian, 50% English, but we got the Italian last name, Mataloni. Hey, Mataloni. It's like a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's exotic, which is why I, I, I lured Megan with, I'm exotic. You'll want to marry me. I may not have nothing to offer you. 
But you said you'd offer me good-looking children. I would offer you good-looking children. I said you, me, together, we Don't will make. Mom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mom always says that. She thinks I was very like into myself. But I was just saying, if you had a picture, uh, we'll have to get Andy to pull up a picture for us of me and you as young bucks, but young, young good-looking people. Bucks, yeah, yeah, I was young. Yeah, bucks. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I said between me and you, good DNA will produce a really good crop. I said that's why you should choose me. I didn't have anything else to offer other than that um, I was a good salesman. Yeah, they didn't could... marry each other for money. No, no, <laughs> so definitely didn't marry anybody for money. Not to get confused with the last name. It's Matt alone. Just, he's like, if you marry me, you won't be mad and alone. It's just poor and alone. <laughs> poor and alone. <laughs> not alone. I just did not poor promise. Together. I did not promise <laughs> poverty. Um, <laughs> but Meg actually had some decent credit, and she had some. She was working two or three jobs when I met her. She actually had some money in the bank. So My, really, he was marrying for money. I was marrying for money. <laughs> Legitimately, I was marrying for money, and I was. Excited about that, and so you know, you see the name Kingdom Heirs, and you're like, "Well, what are these guys talking about?" Kingdom Heirs. Yeah. So, what do you do if you're an heir to the kingdom? How do you? Um, what kingdom? Yeah. What kingdom? A kingdom of so, darkness. A obviously. kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. Well, We're not like two kingdoms. Well, if you're an heir to a kingdom, right, you have to run the kingdom because if no, you're part no, of a certain, you receive it. You're, well, you're an heir you have it. to still be a good steward of it. That's yeah, why he says. That's why he says, "Are you a faithful servant? Are you as an inheritor? Are you are you faithful to what you have been given?" Okay, here we go, guys. <laughs> this is what I love about my family. We get we get. We all have opinions, and I love it. And so he's like, "You're the wrong person." Okay. No, that's he's not like, what I was saying. Okay, wrong. so what is? You're wrong. Somebody asked me recently, "What is a kingdom heir? What is that? What do you mean? What? What? Like a millionaire? Like what? What kingdom are we serving?" Okay, Put so in heirs. <laughs> an heir. An heir is someone who inherits. Matthew chapter 25, verse 34 talks about, "Well done, my good and faithful servant. The righteous will inherit." The kingdom of God. And we talk about the kingdom of God. We're talking about what? When people call it heaven, it's 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 where God dwells in the heavenlies. It's it's where God dwells. It's heaven, right? It's it's the kingdom of God. And so as heirs of the kingdom, we're sons and daughters. We're here to serve our Father. We're here to do as He instructed us to do, which is Matthew chapter 25 says, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was when I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you cared for me. And when I was in prison, imprisoned for you came and visited me. And he says, "Well, when did I ever do that for you? You did it when you did it to the least of these, when you did it for your neighbors and for those that were just in need. You did it to me. And he says, because of that, you will inherit the kingdom of God. The good news that we talk about, the good news is that God so loved the world that he gave his son so that when they believe they shall not perish, but have everlasting life. When they believe in his son, the son of salvation, Jesus, we also use the name Yeshua. I am salvation. And so Jesus is that salvation that God sent. Mm -hmm. So we're part of God's kingdom when we embrace his son, his savior, the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And so being a kingdom minded person has to first understand that we're part of God's story. God is the creator. We are not. We create in his image 
or we create in his likeness, his, in his ability, he gave us the ability to create, but we create from things that he created first. Right. He created the elements. We can work with those elements and make things to serve our community, to serve our neighbors, to provide services and so forth. So we have, we have a kingdom mind that we understand we're here to serve the creator. The creator has a plan for his creation and it started in the garden and it's, it was fulfilled at the cross and through the grave and through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we understand that, that God so loved the world. He had a mission. The mission was to fix whatever happened in the garden. We know this, but it's so important. It sounds basic, rudimentary, but it's the, it's the, it's the crucial element of what we mean that we are heirs of the kingdom. In the, in the, the, I think the most important thing is that we belong, we belong to the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. And so what did Jesus do? He did what his father instructed him to do, which was to proclaim the good, the good news. The good news is that the plan has happened. I'm here. I've fulfilled it. I've done it perfectly. I am the perfect lamb. I am, I am the resurrection. We've come, got Isaiah 61, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, mm-hmm. set the captives free. Yeah. He did that. This is what we do. We're part of that. We receive the Holy Spirit. We have power from above to walk out our, our, our mission and it's uh, walk out God's mission for our lives. So when we go out and we, we now have a desire to walk with God, we have a desire to walk with Jesus Christ. We have a desire to be, to have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we have boldness. The key thing is boldness. The Holy Spirit came and brought boldness to the, to the disciples, to those who are asking. And then first to the Hebrews and then to the Gentiles, Cornelius, right? And they were, they had boldness to go and proclaim what they had seen and witnessed. Okay. The, the, the good news spread, the message of, of Jesus Christ spread in the early days like wildfire, and it spread throughout the world so quickly because it was spread through the trade routes. The trade routes is where people did business, and they buy their wares here, and they'd move up the trade routes, and they would tell everybody about what they experienced down in Jerusalem, down in Israel. So, so the, the marketplace has been essential for the spread of the good news. Okay, modern day, here we are, we are business folk who provide services, maybe locally, regionally, nationally, internationally. There's not any limitation to this, but we are number one, we are of the kingdom. Right. We are here to yeah. serve and do as our father instructs. It's his mission. I am submitted to his mission. Okay. In that we now have the ability to generate mass amounts of wealth, especially if we provide really good services, right? Mm-hmm. And there's an element. It's not the equivalent of just put a fish on it and then buy from us because I have a Christian fish. That, does, that doesn't talk about element of standards or element of quality or of customer service. All of that has got to be top notch. Well, why? Because it's for the king. Could you imagine giving your, your very, your, the, the bottom of the rung to the king and say, hey, this is this is for you, King. I know you ordered it, and it's for you. Right? Are you kidding me? Get that out of here. Yeah. I will never buy from you, you wicked merchant. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Straight to up. love your neighbor is to provide a good service. 
provided good services. Right. You're living out. Right. It said to treat others the way that you would want to be treated. That's right. Provide good service for them. Right. And I think that's the element. And in that, there's an exchange. There's an exchange. Service for the for the check. Right. I'm providing a service. I'm building somebody a house, and it's X amount of dollars. And if I provide a really great house and a great experience, they feel really good about handing me that check, right? Right. And the reverse is true. If I did a really bad job and I did not, I was not attentive to them, and I and they asked for pink walls and I gave them blue walls and I said, "Suck it up," they'd want a check from you. They'd want a check from me <laughs> because the service yeah. was bad. And so the key thing is, we are we need to be mindful that we provide our services unto the king. Okay, because we are heirs of the kingdom. We are sons and daughters of the kingdom. And so in this element of higher standard and and really exceptional service, we receive money. And with those funds, what do we do with it? I believe you sow back into your church. You sow locally. Your church is reaching. Our churches are reaching their local community. They're meeting the needs of the local community as they are required and called to do. So we sow there our, our tithe. That's only 10%. What about the other 90%? What do we do with that? I believe you take first, you care for your family. You provide for all of the needs of your family because a man who doesn't provide for the needs of his family is, is no better than an infidel. Care for your families, what the Bible says. Provide for them. And in that, you now have, you still have left over. I believe in what we have done is we have sown it back into spreading the good news, preaching the good news, and we've funded some really great projects that have cared for people's needs, food, water, shelter. And we've done this for nearly 20 years now as as a family. I truly believe that if you take on the mantle of responsibility of God. I am here to serve you in my work. I am here to serve you in the businesses and the products that I provide to my community. And as, it, as I provide good service, I'll receive a good, a good wage Yeah. that we then go take that. We provide for our families. We meet our family's needs. And then we, we pour it back into the kingdom. And I promise you, as you do that, and as we do that, God will supply even more. He says, ah, he's been faithful with these talents. He's using his ability to provide a service, whatever the service may be. She, he or she is using that, that ability. And now he's being faithful mm-hmm. with what he's been given. Faithful with little, be given more. And now he says, oh, now that big contract that you've been really wanting. Okay, here's that big contract. Now what are you going to do with it? He goes back to if you don't use it, you lose it. That's right. And so we want to be mindful of more. We want more, but are we really willing to sow more? Right, because that's the only reason you're given more. It's not like there's, like God's not this, you know, this It's not a genie in a bottle. Yeah, where you're like, okay, I have this deal with you. I give this away, so then you'll give me this big contract. It's more like he gave you that big contract because he knew that you would share it. That's exactly right. It goes back to relationship over Mm -hmm. religion. That's so right. you establish a relationship with God. That's how you're you're able to do. It's not just an exchange. It's, it's not like, checking a box. It's not checking a box. Yeah. So it's a it's a life giving spirit. He's a life giving spirit. He's alive, and so as kingdom heirs, our first primary focus is it's basic. It's rudimentary. Remember, we we need to just major in the basics. Major in the basics because life will go really, really well if we just hit, we hammer down on the basics. Is that we are first here to serve our God with everything that we do, and when we do that, it opens up the next door of opportunity 
And as we walk through that door, we'll be given another opportunity. What will you do with what you were just given? Will you hold back for, your, for yourself because you believe you won't have another opportunity? Well, then it will die with you. But if you receive it as seed money and you continue to be about our Father's business, with this resource that's being poured to you, poured in, your family would be very well cared for. You can have the nice cars, you can have the nice houses, you can have all that nice stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the abundance will continue to pour back out into the kingdom. And that is how we'll add more people. That is how more people will come to know Jesus Christ as their savior and they'll know God as a, as a loving Abba, a loving daddy. Yep. Fill up heaven and depopulate hell. That's right. right. That's make, exactly make right. heaven crowded. Well, make heaven crowded. Yeah, it, I love that one. It's also like the parable where like where the rich guy, remember he like the Lord gave him so much and he filled up all these storehouses and he said, Great, I have all this stuff. I'm gonna build more storehouses to store. And the Lord said, You wicked like you're wicked. Let me i t- I'm gonna take yeah. everything from you now because the man missed the point of the fact that he had the Lord had give had let him be a steward of all these riches and instead of instead of giving it back to the Lord, instead of sharing of his community, instead of reinvesting it he and then held it all for himself and was like this is all mine and missed the whole point of that as a kingdom heir you are an inheritor of this kingdom of this of this wealth and riches and he had more than enough to provide for his family but he missed the whole point of you know you pour it back out into everybody else that's right you nailed it you know we we are um born again spirit-filled believers right no more no more Italian, no more Italian horn glory. and all that stuff. Um, got rid of all my good luck charms and, and everything else. And I embraced the, the, the scriptures as God's word for my life. When I was 18, just out of high school, was in college, just going through some crazy stuff, met Megan. Shortly after, uh, I started to seek God at a, at a deeper level, um, just experiencing just some really hard things. I, I withdrew from high, from college. Uh, couldn't, if I couldn't write my writing hand, I said, uh, I'm not a student. I'm an athlete. If I can't play, I'm not staying. And I did. I just, I, I left, um, medically withdrew. And at that point, that's when my brother said, look, you gotta, you gotta come work with me. I'm going to set you straight. And that was really where, where, uh, I started. And in that process, uh, Meg was, was sharing with me about her faith and what she was experiencing um, and, and wanting to go deeper with God. And, and for me, that was kind of a new concept because I thought God just was like church and just going to church and serving. And, and you know, I was an altar server till I was 18. Uh, I was very involved in that church life, but not in a level of relationship. And so you introduced relationship with the living God to me. And that was something that just kind of hooked me with the understanding of God is more than just religion. And what does that really look like? Mm-hmm. Right. Some of those early conversations I said to you, are you an angel? Remember those? And it wasn't trying to be like weird. It was just like, Oof. I had never, <laughs> it was deep. It was deep, but it was, but it was real. I remember having those real moments where if, if you guys know, uh, you're tuning in, I mean, look, we're Christians, we're born again, spirit filled believers, but we're business people. We're entrepreneurs. We're, we're focused on using our gifts and talents to grow the kingdom. That's really what we're about, mm-hmm. but we have real pasts and we have real journeys and we got real stories. And so for us, 
This is something our family knows about. Our children know about our past. They know about how we came to a living relationship with Jesus Christ, how we have an active relationship and what that looked like. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty. It was ugly. And in some areas, it was really, really hard um, to kind of work through letting go of the past, Mm -hmm. um, uh, moving away from what we knew to be our stronghold and realizing that really it wasn't a stronghold. It was an area of bondage. Um, And it opened up for us prosperity spiritually first mm-hmm. freedom you know we're free in christ and and so for me um just journeying with megan in these first years as we were dating um you know we dated for what a year and a half we got engaged and we were married six months later and so within two and a quarter years we were married um but in that just seeking god together we said look you know there's something about there's something about you. You have something that I want. And you had a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I wanted that. And I didn't know what that really meant. But I just started seeking God. I started reading, started reading the Bible. I didn't quite understand the Bible. Didn't make any sense. I was just telling my brother-in-law this recently. Didn't make any sense to me. It was incoherent. It didn't, it was, it just didn't make any sense for me. And I remember telling you that. You remember that? Yep. And in that process, we just prayed. I said, Open my eyes. I want to see. I want to know. I want I want you, God. I need you in my life. Please rescue me. Save me. Yeah. I remember the first time we had gone to um, Harvest Church in Clifton Park. It was yeah. your non-Catholic experience. My very first non-Catholic experience. I remember sitting next yeah. to you, like, praying the whole time that you wouldn't just get up and leave because you looked, like, a little bit uncomfortable. It's definitely... It's the demons in me wanted to get out. Uh, they were like, what are you doing in this like place? It was a different atmosphere. It was, a definitely, it was definitely a different atmosphere. And so, but I wanted it. I wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. And and what that meant was really the Holy Spirit was drawing me. And that's what I wanted. I wanted I wanted a relationship with God. I, I had religion. I already had religion. I could quote it to you. I mean, I spent, what, 12 years in, in Catholic education. I mean, I knew religion. I understood what religion was. Right. Do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. It was not relationship. It was do's and don'ts. If you do that, you're going to get whacked. And it was like... It was just the way it was the premise of it. It wasn't, you know, don't do that because you're going to, you're going to offend your father, your heavenly father. It wasn't, it wasn't presented that way to me. And so when it was presented in a different way of relationship, um, then, then I really, I really just opened my mind and said, look, God really has a plan for my life. Are you serious? Yeah. Cause then, you know, rules without relationship spurs rebellion, right? It does. Like, That's right. So until you know that the father loves you, then it's just follow these rules. Because we're loved. But because you're loved, then you want to want to obey. Yeah. 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 He loved us first and because he loved us first. Now we, we want to love him in return. Um, and we want to walk in love. Yep. And so that's that's a big premise of of um, our life. And and I think it's important, you know, as we as we wrap this this session up, it's really important that to understand where we want to get to. We've got goals, we've got dreams, we have aspirations, we have desires to be successful. And we'll spend some time in these next few episodes talking about what is success and what does that really look like? I know girls, we've talked about success a lot, right? And what is yeah. that? What is success? Yeah, we grew up with that question. What is yeah. success? We mm-hmm. talk about that a lot because that is what the, the world drum beats into us is you need to be successful. And most people look at success as money, wealth, fame. That's how they look at it. Fancy clothes, nice cars, right? Yeah, but I think the best success is being known by God and to know God. 
right? That's why we're here, right? Yeah. It is to be, love and be loved by God, right? Yeah. And to I, love him and I mean, right. all, kingdom heirs. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, heirs every, of the da, da, da. yeah. It's like, okay, we have all these fancy stuff. We make a million so that we're known by people. We have a, fa- a successful, famous life so that we are known and we feel known by others. But only with relationship of God can you truly be known and know someone else. That's you know, right. when it all comes down to it, it's like, whoa. The world may not like me, but I know for certain that my God loves me and he he's proud of me. He knows that um, or at least I know that everything that I do, it glorifies God. And because of that, I feel like I'm I'm successful. It's so, a purpose. Yeah, it gives you purpose. That's but, good. Yeah, that's really good. You know, yeah. we wrap this up with the premise of understanding we all have a starting place with with our creator and we have we haven't. Um, we talk about Jeremiah 29 verse 11 for I have the plans for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and give you a hope and a future when we got married we had a massive big old banner yeah made up of that that prophetic message over our lives little did I know that we'd be you know entrepreneurs and uh, at that point little did I know that we would we would we would build what we have um, here in our community little did I know what what success we would have amassed um, but, uh, the first thing about success is to know God, to know him, to know his love, to know his son, to understand salvation and the gift of salvation and the grace is powerful. And that is the first place of success where it begins. And, um, and that's why we just shared a little bit of, of kind of how we got there, just little teasers of, of our, of our experience and, and of our walk. Um, as we go into the next couple episodes, guys, you know, I really encourage you to, um, follow us, follow this process because we'll open up even more about, um, uh, the success we have had and how you too can have that as success, but it starts with with God. It starts with walking in a relationship with God. Cause I truly believe we're sitting here today to give testimony, to believe that we believe God wants us successful. He wants us to amass great amounts of wealth, but in that it is never, Oh, that you would bless me and that you would enlarge my territory, the prayer of Jabez, but in that, but you would not remove your hand from me. And so, yes, we want God to bless us. We want him to enlarge our, enlarge our territory, but we do not want him to remove his hand from us. And so that's the tangible relationship that we're going to talk about. And, um, and we're just going to be vulnerable about it, uh, the good, bad, and, and the great. And in that, um, it will inspire you. It will encourage you. It'll give you tools in your relationship and how you will be a positive impact uh, as a kingdom heir. And so please come back and check us out on on the next episode. Thank you again for joining us.